All right, guys, we made it to week 17. Right as we were going on, uh, Gretch goes, this is the anti-sauce show. We are going to be celebrating uh, all the ship-chasing teams that have made it to the big money rounds. What did you say we're going to go with, Gretch? Syrup? Are we going to call it the, the I, syrup I show? I syrup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, what's the anti-sauce? Syrup? I guess you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, one, that's one option. Yeah, please, please syrup me. We're all we're all gonna goo over over I these. I teams. don't think it's quite there, but you know. It, I yeah, mean, you guys, you guys did so well all year. Uh, you know, not what was the you got the running joke for for best ballers? Not um, oh, the FBI fantasizing yeah. over redacted and I don't know what what was. What's would you call it? FBI? I don't. I I, I don't have a lot of my own baseball teams, so I'm, I'm out of the loop. Well, you're. Do you know what the FBI is? But yeah, are you familiar with the FBI? You can't talk about your own investigation. Yeah, it's against the law. You're talking about your own investigation. Uh, we should also welcome our our featured guest, uh, Michael Leone, back to the program. Mike, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's uh, get into some best ball sweats. Feature yeah, guests. that's I love it. That's right. Yeah, no, what, what Gretch is referring to is, you <laughs> know, uh, when the season uh, is guess, going, <laughs> we can't we can't be, you know, talking about our best ball teams. We, we have DFS to focus on. You know, we have very hard start sit decisions to focus on. But now now is the time. This is the time to celebrate. And I will say I got I put a thread in the discord today uh, and we're going to review some of your guys's rosters. But it was super cool to see how many of you guys had made the finals across all of these different contests, the puppies, BBM two, war room, FBG, FFPC, uh, best ball. So uh, congratulations to you guys. Uh, you guys all had a monster year. So I, I think some victory laps uh, are in order uh, and then we just let the the gambling gods uh, let the dice roll. You know? I want to know how many of these uh, were drafted on stream with us. Like, yeah, making terrible picks because I think we were pretty <laughs> plus EV for the for the. the we the must have been incredibly plus EV for the <laughs> listeners. That's right. I mean, the one team that I have in the BBM two finals is a team I drafted with Bime for on my stream, uh, which hopefully helps debunk that, you know, drafting with streamers uh, is fishy there, but it, it can go either way for sure. Um, Let's yeah, pull this up. Uh, or sorry, Leone here. I didn't know. I didn't mean to catch you with your screen share pants down here. Is this, uh, is this the football guys, uh, or fantasy football players championship? Yeah, this is the FFPC $125 entry best ball finals. 12 teams make the finals and some friends are in the finals. Uh, Drico Connor who writes for Rotoviz, has an absolute monster of a team. So He's probably the favorite. Uh, he's got this burrow double stack with uh eight and he was one of the few teams that i think he's the only team with aj brown and justin jefferson so he's like loaded and he's pretty unique here so his team's loaded my team's pretty good i have a huge differentiation and that 11 teams have mark andrews and i'm the only team with george kittle um there are some andrews teams that have like other good tight ends like chad schroeder made the final who's just always in the finals, it feels like in a uh, high stakes stuff, but he's got Kelsey with Andrews, which is interesting. And then Sean Siegel and Colin Kelly, they have uh, their team in here as well. A JT anchor running back team, but the FFPC one's interesting because there's a lot of unique builds with the double flex, the tight end premium, and also the advancing is a little less strict than underdog where the playoff weeks, three out of 12 are advancing each week. So you have a little bit of leeway. So, um, with the exception of Mark Andrews, you actually do get a pretty good variety of players in this final. 
Yeah, Drico in one of our uh, Deposit Kingdom threads had posted his team and kind of the ownership. And yeah, 11 of 12 teams have Mark Andrews, one Mr. Michael Leone, the only non-Mark Andrews team. So is it safe to say you are your anti-sweating Mark Andrews this weekend? Yeah, Kittle versus Andrews uh, will be something. It's you, you clearly can't plan for this in best ball, but I'm at the very least I'm highly leveraged here. I'm the only DAC team, the only Swift team, so I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling good. You know, I think my EV is in a good spot. I'm either going to yeah. come in last or first. That's what we're going for. Yeah, the other really nice thing that Drico has, he's the only team with Sony Michelle. And he's one of two teams with Dalvin Cook, you know, who were able to sneak through last week without Dalvin Cook playing. He was uh, activated today off the COVID list. So, yeah, Drico, as far as like top to down roster, looks like a, a loaded guy. Uh, but that Mark Andrews kind of, uh, you know, leverage for you seems pretty big. Who do the yeah. Vikings play? Yeah, the interesting is amazing. Packers Green Bay. night football. So, because he has both Cook and Jefferson obviously feeling out again. I mean, that could just. He needs that game to explode. I was wondering if he had anybody on the other side, but he doesn't. No, I've got Devontae. There's a few Devontae teams. There's actually only two cup teams. I'm one of two cup teams. So I've got That's that going crazy. for me. That's nice. Really surprising. I, you know, he had like an average game for him last week, but it's still a really good game. So I was pretty surprised by that one as well. Yeah. But a lot of Adams teams made it. But really, like after Andrews, I think the most anyone has is like four points. You know, so it's 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 mixed up here. Pretty nice. But yeah, Drico's team, the combination of the fact that he has guys that he's the only one who has like AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson and his team is the highest projected team, most likely, um, you know, regardless of uniqueness, he's in he's in a pretty good spot. Those wide receivers are, I mean, even just having Josh Palmer also, there, it's just like such a, a oh, random yeah. needle on the end. <laughs> like yeah. health wise too. Me and Drico have run pretty pure. Like he lost Moster, but that's it. You know, Gabe Davis is going to come back off COVID. Dalvin's back off COVID. On my team, if I'm getting Swift back, like I'm, I'm pretty close to fully healthy here. So that that goes a long way too. Like just having, you know, just more darts than other teams. Just off getting Dalvin of. through is that's pretty sweet. I know. I had a Dalvin. I had two Dalvin teams go down. Actually, the, not last week, the week before. I had three teams make their quarters, and two of them had Dalvin, and they both – one was a, like a Dalvin mix-in, like robust RB team that like just barely went down, and I was pretty sad by that. Uh, what are – oh, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say, I think this is really interesting to look at these teams in the context of um, a lot of the conversations we had in the summer. I know we've already done some of this stuff, but like the ideas of like you had to draft like you're right and all that, like Leone's pointing out that a lot these teams don't have a lot of guys that are out and there's there are a lot of guys that are out you know from from august drafts or whenever these were drafted um so you did kind of have to be right almost yeah. everywhere at least health-wise right you had to have guys that were at least playing not necessarily uh studs the whole season but you know there's 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 an element of that and i i don't know i just think that's interesting in terms of draft strategy when you're thinking about it from the front that like you you kind of do need to have all your guys make it a good chunk of the season you also right? If you go down that last team there, this team's interesting because you have JT just a total stud, but then you also have Connor, Harris, and Fournette kind of like emerging as studs at different points in the season. Yeah, yeah. like different weeks, so you have this layering effect of those running backs. It. The I only think. 
Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry. I, I, well, I was curious about the format and the fact that he has three quarterbacks and three tight ends so, and some teams so, do too. So uh, hashtag better to be lucky than good. I did. I was really diligent about not missing any picks in my FFPC drafts. Uh, this was the one team I auto-drafted two oh, no. spots. <laughs> no one, way! One was Ben Roethlisberger, whose score I used in the first round of the playoffs, or I would have been eliminated. Wow. And the other one, and I was between, and so his bye week's the same as Dax, so I was kind of pigeonholed into taking a third quarterback, and then I used Goff score in week two of the playoffs. I think oh I would have advanced anyways. <laughs> um and then my other, anyways. my other auto, I think week two out advanced any, okay. anyways, but week one, like, I don't think I would have advanced if I didn't use Ben's score. And then Dan Arnold, I auto drafted super late. I think he might've been like near the top of my queue anyways, but um, he obviously helped cover a lot of weeks yeah. early. Did you, you at know, least have like your own out. rankings uploaded? Can we at least give you credit for? Um, I think the Arnold one I had, I might've had him. It, roughly around there, but I don't think I was going to draft him. The Ben was a pure, the Ben pick was like kind of early too. And I was super tilted because I started this team. How early? Exactly how <laughs> I wanted. Like, like round 12. <laughs> wow. Well, do you know what's also, I mean, talk about the power of an elite tight end in the FFPC scoring format. Is there a single team here that doesn't, ha- didn't use a pick, a top five, uh, round pick on a tight end. Well, they all have I mean, Andrews. They all have so, Andrews. They yeah, all have middle. Yeah. And then the, the second tight end is like, is Hunter Henry or Dalton Schultz. I mean, those were picks you had to use what? Seventh, eighth, ninth round picks on those guys? No, Schultz well, was I got, I got Schultz was around late. 18. So was Henry. Henry was like, yeah, Schultz, Schultz was free in the main event. Wow. This was, yeah, yeah. Schultz, that was like one of the. Big, I was talking with Sean today because I did the road of his overtime podcast, and he said that was the one guy he was kind of kicking himself on. But like it was like it should have been 50 50, but Jarwin was going yeah. like I know on underdog, like round 12, and Schultz was free yeah. basically the whole time. And Hunter Henry was another guy, too. Same situation almost like Janu was going consistently earlier than Hunter Henry. Um, but yeah, there are some teams with like loaded, uh, there's you know, Pat Crane special here with Zach Ertz, there's yeah. This Chad's got the the Andrews Kelsey team, which is like he's cheering against Mark Andrews, really, like because eleven teams right. have Andrews, so he just you know wants Andrews to suck and to use Kelsey. But there's a Pitts Gronk Andrews team, like yeah, it's it is kind of interesting. It's a there are some teams with the mid tier tight end, but it's kind of like Andrews with another elite tight end, or you know late tight ends with Andrews and the late ones hit like a Knox team here. It's also, again, you know, when you you think about small sample sizes and like retrofitting, you know, win rate analysis stuff where it's like, you know, Andrews propelled all these teams. It's ironic that it wasn't even without Lamar, you know, that he did this. And and if you take out those Andrews, you know, this spike week and he performs more closer to his season long average stuff, it's really interesting to think what these playoff finalist rosters look like bro he's been a huge piece to any kind of yeah. like anyway anywhere think about yeah. it as, as a puzzle yeah. like he's the, the biggest piece of the puzzle uh Leone, i got a question like, for you as i'm thinking through this roethlisberger 12th round auto pick again <laughs> do you yeah. think if you would have auto picked by roethlisberger in the 12th round in more leagues instead of taking so much trey lance and J- justin fields in the 12th uh, round so, so you know, <laughs> four teams through <laughs> the 
The irony, Ben, is one, there's a Trey Lance team in the final. But two, I have three San Francisco pass catchers, and I don't want Trey Lance starting. <laughs> this is what Ray Sip says. Leone's Kittle leverage is legendary, and he's got to be a little unhappy with Lance screwing him all season, yeah. then coming to play yes. in the week that Leone yeah. doesn't Abs- want him. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, it's... It, I've had a weird year where like the rookie quarterback stuff, the rookie wide receiver stuff and the Fournette stuff, like those three things are like the three at the top of my list that just totally buried me, but like ended up, I don't know, somehow surviving that. Uh, But most of these teams are like hero RB teams, which is kind of interesting. I definitely think, especially on FFPC with the full point per reception, you can really load up the wide receiver heavy teams and the ADPs more favorable. Like I got Debo in round eight on this team. Um, he was pretty consistently going there. Like Cup was going like late round four in these. Uh, but yeah, I many- think there's one robust running back team, but I think the rest are like hero RB teams. There's like Chad a Chad was a pure Nigel. zero RB team, wasn't it? Like Damian Harris's first pick. Uh, let me see. Oh, no, nah, he has no, a he's got Najee. Okay. This team, there's a team with Najee, JT Montgomery. That's like by far the RB heaviest team. Uh, there's and a Mike Fournette Davis, the best running back. Mike Davis anchor RB team in the final. Um, but yeah, Mike Davis is Henry. Is Henry the oh. the Zach Ertz team? Henry there Riddle? is a um, there is a Henry Aaron Jones team. So I guess that was kind of two running backs early and a Dalvin Gibbs. So maybe there's more of a mix than I thought actually. But a lot of some of these teams that did even go RB heavy early aren't necessarily like using those RBs, though they helped them get there. What were you asking, Pat? I think Henry Mudo is uh, the Zach Ertz team. Delaware Dragons. Henry Mudo. Oh, there yep. you go. Look at this. I mean, talk about a friends awesome. and family draft. I know it is funny. And Todd awesome. from PA, who's you know pretty active in best ball Twitter streets, who who intentionally drafted Ben Roethlisberger. There's actually like four Ben Roethlisberger teams in this because I How, think a lot of them. That's so funny. I think he helped a lot of teams through that week that he you know, went off 14. against Minnesota. So like, how many teams did you end 14? up drafting in this, Mike? I had 11 teams. Okay. I had three get through. All three got through the first round of the playoffs, and then I lost two, and then um, this team made it. Nice. Um, the first uh, round's week 14, right? Yeah, this one yeah. started week 14, and there's a bye week, which is why... I was like, going to hypothesize like that Roethlisberger was huge in week 15 because it was such a crappy week, but week 14 was like a reasonably high-scoring week overall. Well, there, people had guys on buy and stuff. Okay, too. that's right. Like, that, yeah. that was like the wrinkle. Like, JT, there's only three JT teams, and that's a combination of he was on buy in week 14, right. and then he had, you know, kind of the shitty week last week. Um, Let's check out our NFC team while you're while you're there oh, here. We can, well, don't mind if real, I do. Real quick before I pivot, there's a lot of people saying, like, how did that Derek Henry team make it? I need to try more FFPC. I think part of the lesson of how some of these teams don't look amazing is that there is like a reasonable amount of luck involved in this format, right? Like you, you have to be consistently in the top three. Like you said, you don't have to be perfect necessarily, but you do have to get all the pieces like to come together each week. Right. Like, would you say that's how kind of you're obviously tracking your teams? Like you're getting unexpected performances like Ben Roethlisberger that are helping you through a little bit. Yeah. I don't think it means that you can draft worse teams is what I'm saying. No, I think the, the I mean, it, for the way you guys like to draft, it's definitely better to draft on FFPC because you can, 
draft a running back early one and still just load up on wide receivers. What do you like mean by you people? Yeah, you know exactly what I mean by you people. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, there's definitely an element of luck with the health, like just and just like how the scores happen to align, you know? Right. Yeah. But I think the way they align is a really big part of it. I think there's Which a lot of similar teams like this. That, uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of teams that didn't make it, but. Anyway. Well, uh, good luck to Leone, Drico, uh, Blair, and uh, Sean, and Calm, and Blair's Henry. Team, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. All right. Now over to NFC here, where we've we've checked in on this team uh, a few times this season. We're heading into the final week. What's our, our total uh, lead right now? It's 84 right points. points. 84 points. How are we feeling about that? 411. Feeling great about it. I feel it sounds uh we should play the Dan Campbell Twitter tweet clip. Uh that's we got should. Me and he's Pat the best. All jacked up. <laughs> but Dan we'll go so to much. our team. But having Swift and I mean we're healthy, which is gonna make it barring like COVID stuff happening, which you never know. Having yeah. a healthy team to put out, right. it's gonna be tough for us to I win. Gotta, I gotta I gotta do this. Points. I gotta I gotta I gotta make a point here. You did this during the regular season too, and you are so afraid of blowing these massive leagues. But it's funny because in DFS, you told Wait, me so this is careful. not like the right be way about there, tilting or, or no. What am I going to jinx us? Like, yeah, I just think it's funny. He's, I think, yeah, he's more that's sort of the energy you have. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> Ben's about to jinx us. Is about what's Ben's about like, to happen. right? Oh, about to jinx yeah. Us. Why would you want to jinx us, dude? I'm pretty conservative in DFS too, but no, you were telling like, me that I wasn't like uh, tilting the right way the other day in our chat or like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> because you're supposed to just be like, "Yeah, we got this." Like everything, like oh, you were all you hype, being positive all hype, enough. All hype. And I, I feel like we need to be more it's, hype about this. We so came it in, depends what spot you're in, Ben. If you're yeah, not depends in first, what spot you're in. You got to okay. be all hype. When we're not late sending, swapping here, Ben. When you're in first, you got to be stoic. You got to be even keeled. Okay. You got to be yeah. a little. So it's just, it depends what spot you're in. I mean, what do you think? What would you put the odds at? 90% or would you think it's even higher? Yeah, I think even higher, honestly. Oh, God. I really do. <laughs> I, I, this I, is going to be a clip. Like, Please don't let this be a clip. <laughs> uh, I mean, you okay, guys are saying so, act like you've been there before. I, I am. <laughs> I am acting like I've been here before. <laughs> so he's probably going to play Russ, I would assume. Yeah. But so, this, so we're going to, if Rojo catches us, you know. Oh, God. Oh, shit. So Rojo is chasing us. Well, that's right 84 now. points right there. So what? who else we got? Well, look at that Patterson Diggs mini correlation. I mean, it just, I'm scared. Yeah. And then he's going to play Russ. I'm on Russ. I'm on Ross St. Brown correlation. Oh, Patterson Diggs and Pitts. He's got the game stack. Oh, we're you pretty know, Terry good McLaurin's here. due. Um, actually, thank God for Clary, Terry McLaurin sucking because this actually would be like a, a little, like decently close if McLaurin had done anything these playoffs. I should go. Yeah, he he uh, handcuffed. Uh... Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette there. The thing is, it's not just an 80-point lead. I mean, again, sorry, but it's not just an 80-point lead. It's an 80-point lead over three specific teams, not in one of these, like, big, you know, FFPC main events where people have talked about blowing 45, 50-point leads in the final week because you have a lot of teams chasing you. 
I mean, we not only would have to go under a hundred, one of those three specific teams would have to go. Well, just one team, really. There's really only one. Team. <laughs> right. There, yeah, that's right. But, but it's, it's, it's really not, one. but I do think the odds of him going 180 and us going a hundred aren't like that insane. <laughs> um, let, let people know. So this isn't one of the large field contests. This is a self-contained 5k league. What are our payouts here, Leone? Yeah, let's just go to it's twenty eight so and a half thousand for first. I'm yeah, also we, factoring in our team, by the way. Did you show our roster? Right. Like, yeah, our, that, that's roster. that's. I'll, I'll bring up the roster again. Like that's the big thing is it's unlikely our team totally tanks because it's healthy. Right. But that's the thing. That's we like took my down. We actually had a game in the regular season where we only scored like hundred points and somehow won, which was a miracle because we would not have won best head to head record. But we won. 10k in the regular season because we won best record and most points and then 28.5k is the prize up top um but yeah our team is like le- like pretty legitimately stacked right now especially if swift is back um because we're getting aj brown back we're getting uh you know kelsey back i thought i put him back in oh fuck fix your sight oh no this is okay. where I, I hit some this sort is of how bug. We, 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 we can't get Kelsey points. in the lineup. It, it drops <laughs> our Fix entire team. <laughs> uh, yeah, and why don't we, as Pat said, we're all amped about this Dan Campbell clip. We might as well watch it. Here. Uh, let's play it, man. Come all on. right, here we go. Yeah, I, I think that now we look at it as, you know, it's an opportunity for him to grow. I think the thought is we'll shut him down after Green Bay. Uh, it's probably what we'll do with him. So... Um, no, he, he still got room to grow and, uh, we're not going to put him out there until he's healthy. And so we feel like he, he's going to be ready to go this week and he's been wanting to go. And, uh, so I think we feel like we're at a place where, you know, let's go and, and cut him loose and let's let him continue to grow and get better. That way we cut him loose. He's that much better for it. Yeah, I, I think that is no, this we... the draft where we did like the alpha bit when we were recapping the draft? Because I feel a lot of alpha coming from Dan Campbell for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dan Campbell always looks like he's about to go on a hunting trip. I mean, it's just this guy he does. Yeah, incredible. He looks like he's mid hunting trip. So I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm just worried about us hanging on here. Whereas I think Ben's like already planning like the rewatch yeah, celebrations ben. show. <laughs> I mean. Ben booked a family trip to I Disney did. World. Yeah, it's non-refundable. So, <laughs> um, so yes, that that'll be a, a fun one uh, to sweat here on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I thought we could go through a couple of these teams that the uh, the ship chasers sent over. Um, maybe I'll start here with a couple of our guys in the DK Millie. Uh, we got a million up Hell top. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't do a ton of drafting on DraftKings in in their best ball championship. Did you guys? Not really. I I dude. I mean, I I told you my auto draft issue and that my best team on FFPC. But DraftKings, I drafted one team on slow draft, didn't get the alerts and auto draft, and I had a nightmare last year. So I, I really didn't draft at all on DraftKings. I think if you have time to fast draft, they're like pretty strong draft strong as in your edge is probably strong in them um so i guess they're actually soft drafts but i i didn't because i pretty much a just a slow drafter yeah here's a here's a chris g team uh these screenshots are a little harder to uh to parse mm-hmm. here we see a, a mahomes uh we've got the higgins we got the kelsey and pitts 
combo here. We got AJ Dillon. You got to have a Diami Brown on these teams. Denzel Mims for the brand uh, that Brian Pringle uh, had to have helped uh, last week here, but uh, a nice team. What are you guys thinking about James Conner this weekend? I know he's now like truly questionable. I feel like a lot of these teams have James Conner on them. Yeah, it's a tough it's, matchup. It's a it's, tough situation after uh, Edmonds had a big game as well, right? Like Edmonds' first game back, Connor was still the lead. He was actually running some routes, uh, which when they were both active earlier in the year, he didn't do a lot of. But now Edmonds has a big game. Both had big games while they're the only back. It's kind of hard to like, – how are you projecting it, Leone, the split? Yeah, I mean, we'll. I mean, the way we would have it if they're both active is pretty much what they did when they were both healthy at the beginning of the year. I mean, it's boring, but we pretty much go exactly how they were playing, which is Connor being very, very boomer bust. You know, just based on the touchdowns. Touchdown, like people forget yeah. the first two weeks of the season, he scored like five total fantasy points. Like it, yeah. was, it seemed like it was going to be a disaster pick, and then it like just absolutely boomed because the touchdowns were coming left and right. But the what about the week? Don't you think his route? Last? Don't you think they'll run more routes than that? Yeah. I, I'm i not really counting on him running. I, I think Edmonds is going to run the routes. I could be wrong on that, but I think between him it. not being fully healthy and just yeah, what we fair. saw when they were both playing together, like I'm probably going to be conservative and not give Connor like more work than he had when they were playing together earlier in the year. That might have been different had he stayed healthy and we saw it like two weeks in a row. But like that week he ran full routes was also like Edmonds' first week back. And I don't know. I'm not putting a whole ton of stock into that one. I um, would – I mean, I would have ahead. him – I think it should give him a little bit of a boost compared to where he was before because he was like a firm – he was like firmly behind Edmonds in the passing game previously. And I think he there's a path to him being ahead if they're both healthy, don't you think? I, I yeah. think so. He's been yeah, productive. I mean, it's possible. I'd bet against it, but it's, it's certainly yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I probably would too, but – um, I have another team here. This is from uh Crease uh posted this in the Discord, although he has the Josh in essential uh blurry affliction on his screenshot here, but I, I can parse read. some of it. We do have the burrow, we have Travis Kelsey, Higgins, Tyler Boyd have that double stack, seeing that pop up a decent bit here. Uh single Terry, who I know helped a lot of people last week, DK Metcalf and Cooper Cup. And then AJ Dillon and Javante Williams. So a pretty nice uh, zero nice. RB squad here in the finals. And also Eric H here, another Burrow. This team, of course, holy cow, Taylor, Cup, Higgins, um, Swift. Swift. Oh, yeah. Diggs, Andrews. This team is absolutely loaded. And Sony Michelle. Goodness. Yeah, but this, then, this a team lot is of, hot. A lot of IRs there. I mean, like, absolutely loaded. I completely agree. But it's interesting. Like and I'm seeing like like Quadri Allison and stuff, right? Like this has been they're 20 rounds though. So there's a couple extra players okay. to play with, and also guys like Allison get drafted a little bit more. I had someone text but, me that Elijah Moore might play this week. That's it's, not happening. He's 50-50. They said 50-50. Yeah. So if Moore plays and Swift plays, all of a sudden he's got two healthier guys yeah. to go with like already a pretty central core. Yeah. Uh, this is a super fun team. Even have Devonta Smith, Bateman uh, in there. Who is his QB two? Where's the QB? Dude, the oh, Diggs. Zach, Zach Wilson. Wow. The Diggs stuff is fun because I don't think a lot of teams probably have Diggs. Yeah. 
That looks pretty nice here. Let's see my other guys here. Let's pull up. Uh, AC was the only one that had a team that made it to the big dog finals, uh, which I thought was cool. Ugh. Another. Sorry, I, I, oh, got no, what were you... I got eliminated from the big dog last week, and I, I, was, I was sad, even with an Andrews team. It's uh, that one is a uh, is a nice top, a uh, nice prize pool in that one. Smooth payout structure there. So another uh, blurry screenshot here, but we do but have no Andrews, uh, no Andrews and a, a zero RB team. We got Edmonds, Carter, uh, Chuba, Darrell Williams, who could be big this week. But then, of course, it has Cup, Higgins, Debo, Pringle. Kirk. I mean, I, that's the thing that's crazy about these teams. It's like they have the studs and then you have that guy like Pringle who can yeah. you know, get you there as that other piece. Well, it's interesting Gainwell. too, because he's got what Kelsey and Komet here. Yeah. Um, to get them through the last round is, I mean, Komet, what did he have last week? Not a ton. Cause Graham had the touchdown. Yeah. Aren't Howard and Sanders both kind of iffy for this weekend too. Um, Sanders is out. Sanders is out for sure. Yeah. We, yeah. And Howard, Howard is, is like iffy. iffy, very iffy. Yeah. So Gainwell could have some juice for him too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Michael Carter, I mean, that it was, it was interesting how he was so good on the ground, but didn't do much in the <clears> passing <throat> game. But you got to think as what, like two touchdown underdogs to the Pats, he should get used in the passing game a decent bit. Yeah. Let's see who else do I let's check out some BBM teams here. So we had Tim Starkindler had a couple BBM teams. Where, where's your BBM team, Pete? Don't, don't I mean I already no, fapped over that one. On. Uh you know, we'll we'll pull, we'll pull it up here. There it is. What's how many people are in the finals? 180, right? Is that right? I think yeah, more? either 160 or 180. I mean um, like, have you ever had better shot at a million dollars than that? Um, probably when we build, uh, you know, some teams uh, this weekend in the DK Millionaire Maker. No, it's a <laughs> it's a pretty good shot. It's a pretty good shot. Um, here's this Tim team, which is super fun with Trey Lance, Dak, and Lance. He has a Gibson anchor, Jamal Williams, Singletary, Damian Williams, Chuba has Kelsey and Jared Cook. Uh, wide receivers, of course, loaded. Uh, Amari Higgins, Debo Boyd, um, Devonte Parker. Um, you this had is to get really first in your leagues to get through these last week, right? How big were the leagues? 18. It's interesting that multiple of these teams didn't have any, they, they had Kelsey and not a very high scoring second tight end for last week. Yeah, Cook 7.9 points, but like um, T Higgins had an insane score, so right. And maybe they were just in like a league that didn't have a lot of Andrews. Or like good bad, or like badly constructed yeah. Andrews teams, maybe. D yeah. Dak and T, I think, were the highest scorers at their position. Um, well, Burrow was probably the highest score, but maybe like second highest score was Dak. I'm stoked for these guys that have Kelsey teams through. I mean, that's yeah, it's pretty nice be. for sure. Um, Starkindler has a few teams through here. Uh, here's another slim running back crew, uh, Nick Chubb, James Connor, Melvin Gordon, uh, rest in peace, Malcolm Brown there, Josh Allen team to Steph Diggs has Deontay Johnson, Waddle, uh, Gabriel Davis, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, and then this one does have the Marquez, uh, or sorry, Mark Andrews and Zach Hertz. I feel like I haven't seen a ton of Allen Diggs teams in the, in the BBM. No, this finals. is a pretty unique team. And he also has some coverage. Like if Andrew stunk, like Ertz could get there for him. 
he just needs you know one of Gordon or Connor to find the box basically, and then Chubbs, yeah. Chubbs, Chubb's a monster. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. His Allen's. Other... I mean, the ceiling is there. You know, that's a nice loan stack to have. Here's I love seeing all these uh, zero RB teams. This is another one of Stark Kindlers in BBM two. This is a Hertz Rogers, AJ Dillon, Alexander Madison, Darrell Williams, Gio Bernard. Uh, really high end wide receivers here: Tyree Kill, Devonte Adams, T Higgins, Gallup, Debo. Uh, shout out to Amir Smith Marset on this oh, team. Yeah. How? How? <laughs> Mark Andrews, Adam Troutman at tight end. He, he could probably contributed as much as Rager. <laughs> I mean. Thielen's yeah. out. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. No, well, it is it is true. Like I, I joke, but you know, I wish, you know, all I think back to my Colin Johnsons and my, you know, Travis Fulgums and in wishing I did diversify a little bit more on those wide receiver four, wide receiver fives. I feel like I actually did that on the Jets. Like I actually took some Keelan Cole, knowing that yeah. there was a chance Denzel Mims was dust, but I didn't do it everywhere. I know I, I was similar. I have some Zach Pascal and stuff like that, um, which which worked out. But then I have some, like I'm overly concentrated on like Tiami Brown. <laughs> yeah, way, way too much. Although he had that big catch last week, right? Yeah, I don't know. You know <laughs> what was like the most painful seasonal trajectory for me? My highest exposure player in underdog best ball was Rondell Moore, and the way the season mm. started, it just just seemed like it was going to be an absolute smash fest. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then Cliff Kingsbury coached the team. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sadness. Um, this is, this is my team that I have uh, with buy for that we drafted uh, on stream there at the end of August. Uh, I was just I, about to say nicest screenshot, whoever this person is. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> professional content creator over here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this this team's fun just because we don't have any of the usual suspects. No Cup, no JT, no Debo Samuel. So pretty unique team. Man, Mostert would have smashed. I know you could say that about so many. Like, but there, there would have definitely some clear though. We, we've been so saying that since like week five. Oh right? God. Um, I, I'm I've got Tony Pollard in that FFPC team, so he's pretty unique. Let's go, Pete. Let's get the Tony Pollard game. Yeah, I I mean I I know Jericho's rooting for Dalvin Cook. Uh I was I was kind of hoping he would be out another week here with uh the Arizona Dallas stack. Okay. You got one through. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you want to talk about all our correlation. So we got the Dallas stack with the Connor Rondell bring back. We got uh the Dallas double stack. Although did we or sorry, that's the one I was just talking about. We have the Atlanta. Little Gabe mini Davis. here with Gabe Davis, of course. <laughs> Devontae um, Madison. <laughs> the thing, though, when I was looking at a lot of the other zero RB teams, a lot of them only have like two really good bets at running back. Like I feel feel like between Michelle, Penny, Pollard, and Connor, like there's there's like four options there of guys who could get you 15 plus points. The Penny pick just took a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. Um, let's see here. Let's check out a few other. What remind me what the war room contest was? That was the even... one early, right? Was that the pre-draft one? It must have been. Know. I'm sure Chris and Kron's can let us know in the chat. Yeah, I think it was regular roster pre-draft, pre-NFL draft. 
Chris maxed out BBM, I believe, in May, so it must have <laughs> yeah. been pretty early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing gave me more joy than uh, teasing Chris about getting to draft Jamar Chase in the late fifth, early sixth, that he was all maxed out of after taking him in the fourth all year. Yes, pre-draft here. Uh, interesting. Uh, I always like looking at Chris's teams here. Joe Burrow, Mac Jones, Eckler, Javante Williams, Gainwell, Chuba. He does have Kittle and Parm at tight end. Keenan T, Tyler Boyd, Debo, Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams has to be a fairly unique guy in the finals for a lot of these teams, but he does have that premium Joe Burrow double stack that got him there. Probably not a lot of people pre-draft that were willing to go four running backs and take three rookies. I think that was pretty ballsy. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. That's what so are the four running back? The Kenneth Gainwell and who, who's the, oh Chuba? Chuba and Javante. Wow, so just Eckler and Javante just getting you through. Yeah, Chuba had some uh, a couple, a couple games, and Gainwell earlier. He had a couple right? of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. They sprinkled in. It, and it's funny, ben. Kron's. Oh, go ahead. No, I've got a side tangent. Sorry. I was just going to check Kron's war room team here real quick. Um, the fact he got through with Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. At quarterback, Patrick right? played like five snaps. Five wow. snaps. Wow. But he does have Andrews. He has a really nice running back group here with Damian Harris, Nick Chubb, Naheem Hines, Austin Eckler, and then has Debo, Cup, and Terry McLaurin. And I guess it does go to show you didn't need quite as strong of rosters drafting this early. Well, and if you, I mean, he's got Cup, Andrews, Eckler. I mean, he's got some. Debo, he stacked a lot of really key pieces, but it's fascinating because, because like you said, like Wilson was out too. Yeah. Fields didn't start a lot. Did he have a week where he didn't get any quarterback points? I feel like probably in a with Fields kind of being in and out, there had to have been some weeks in there with, with Wilson. Wilson missed what, like three, four weeks? Like when Mike White was playing and stuff? How long yeah. was that? He missed uh, Mike White play because Josh Johnson, there was a Mike yeah. White's good game. Mike White got hurt, Josh Johnson. There's the Joe Flacco game. Yeah. And Zach Wilson got hurt in a game when Mike White came in. So it was three and a half games, I think he missed. And did Fields ever have four good games in a row? Like there, there had to have been at least one week here where there was like no QB points. That is, is be, wild. Yeah. I mean, Pat, I don't even know if we got to check. Like, how were you fist pumping when Zach Wilson ripped off that big run last week? Not really. I mean, it was kind of fun. <laughs> it was fun. But I mean, like. Wilson is Wilson hasn't been positive in completion percentage over expected in a single week this this season. And like that, I think the only other quarterbacks to do that are like Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, and like one other. Oh, Mike Glennon. Those are the only other quarterbacks who haven't. And they've only played like four games or less. And he's played like 12 games. Yeah, so week, it's week, it's like just an embarrassing. So sorry, week 10. He's just having an embarrassing play. season for this team. This this team had zeros in week 10 from all three of these quarterbacks. <laughs> well, the thing is when Cooper Cup is outscoring the quarterbacks by like five points a game, it's like Cooper Cup was your quarterback. Yeah, Cooper Cup's your quarterback, week. yeah. Yeah, and Mark Andrews was your quarterback some weeks and, and Zach Wilson's your tight end, then you're fine. Right. It does go to show, you know, if you're willing to lock up your money, you know, super early and you understand structural drafting like you you don't yeah. have to be perfect uh to to build these good teams yeah so what this must have been what running back running back and then not taking another running back for a little while How, like where was damian harris going at this time i think pretty late he was going pretty late to start the offseason yeah 
what was your tangent, Leone? And then we'll go back oh, to uh, my tangent was because just because you're talking about the preseason teams was uh, Ben and I drafted like the absolute nut rookie sophomore team. And of course, <laughs> it got eliminated week 15 and we had the Burrow double stack and I was just tilting. Oh, but we had Burrow, JT, Najee Harris, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Bateman. What? Like, holy just, shit. Just like an absolute. And we had Dobbins on that team too. It was just like, just an, and, but it got eliminated the week before Burrow went off when, you know, I think since he did absolutely nothing that week uh, before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boyd had the only touchdown. Both, both. Chase oh, here we go. Higgins. This is Silas uh, sent me one. He was the only one who sent me one from the rookies and sophomores. So he has a Joe Burrow to uh, T Higgins Waddle. It got cut off here, but Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, AJ Dillon, James Robinson at running back Jefferson Higgins Waddle. I think the other, I don't think there was anyone super notable. Uh, There's like Quez Watkins and someone else, but that was a, that was a fun tournament. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What would I didn't they just launch? Didn't they launch one for next for year? For next year, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, love it. I don't have the brain power for it yet. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, let's check out oh, some... rookies and sophomores for next year's already launched. He, yeah, no, I think it's like a I think it's is sophomores it, is that what it is? juniors. That's what it is. Sophomores, it's and these juniors. same two classes that are, yeah, like, they're good classes, so you might as well keep running it. They are good classes. Does this end with Here us drafting is. a sophomore junior? <laughs> yeah, let's it does. Yeah, it let's probably do does. I, you know what? It's actually impressive because people were like, oh, who's going to draft that? Who's going to tie up their money for this? It's already over half full. <laughs> people it's are high. sick. Super sick. Um, Let's check out some of these puppy teams. Let's get, we got AC. We got Essential. We got. Yeah, I'm J- interested in these puppy teams after. How many you know, teams ship are chasing... in the puppy final? For the, for the viewers who don't know um i'm because there's three different puppies i'm not sure if they all have um different size groups if you guys are in the chat let me know uh, oh no I'm this is gonna to be a see what these teams shot. look like because you guys ruined somewhere? the adp <laughs> sorry what was that one? <laughs> ship chasing ruined the adp of the puppies so i'm interested oh, right. to see what these teams look like <laughs> um man i am oh, you guys are yeah. killing me with these screenshots this one's real Ab- bad this absolutely. one's really bad um, this is like a, a can you zoom in? I did. It makes it worse. Mark has Valdez Scantling down there at the bottom of the screen. You can see all of his names. George all right, Kittle. That's uh, Aaron right. Rodgers is a second quarterback. Trey Lance and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Devontae yes. Adams. It's a Dalvin no? Cook. Javante. Devontae Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yes. Um, I I don't know who the other running backs are. All right, so it's the wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Rondell Moore, Terrace Marshall, Christian Kirk, uh, Amari Rogers, KJ Hamler, MBS. Oh, KJ, uh, how are you Hamler. reading that? I was trying to figure out if that was uh, KJ Osborne. Completely forgot KJ Hamler existed. I pulled up the version in the Discord that I could read better. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. The, these screenshots are rough, but that looks like a fun team, uh, AC. Essential actually sent me, it looks like a decent screenshot wow. here. Essential, where were these screenshots all year? Yeah, he got better. He got better. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, uh, Javante Williams, Damian Harris, Darrell Henderson, rest in peace, Hines, Chuba, Devonta Booker, Trezier RB. Full team. zero RB, right? Yeah. 
And then sick wide receivers, Hill, Diggs, Amari, Debo, Waddle, Hardman, John Brown, and Tutu Atwell, and then Mark Andrews and Jared Cook there. This is puppy one. So this was like July or something? June? Yeah. Yeah, that, that wrapped what, like into July? Yeah. You definitely see where diversification, though, helps where, I mean, the, one of the primary reasons this team's through is the health of those top six wide receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, part of part of this test is I know a lot of you guys didn't see an eye doctor this year, and so we're actually <laughs> testing <true>. your vision. <laughs> I need to make an appointment. Uh, JXP is going to. Oh, of course, get into get dark shit. mode, dude. I know the uh, oh, the dark mode. My guys. Uh, a Joe Burrow, Fields, Lawrence team, Geo, Javante, Chase, Antonio Gibson, Damian Williams. Hunter Renfro, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, Darnell Mooney, Paris Campbell, Slayton Hilton, George Kittle, Hunter Henry. I was going to ask you guys, who is the name that is popping up the most on these rosters that was actually the most useless? I feel like Damian Williams has been on a ton of these teams. Interesting. Yeah, probably Damian. I can't think of anybody else. I am seeing a lot of fields. I'm seeing a lot of fields. Yeah. Yeah. I am Pat kind of had made this note in I don't know if you made it on stream Pat or just when we were talking in discord about the rookie quarterback stuff and how like obviously we went a little too far at a certain point where the the reward wasn't worth the risk but the whole draft is if you're right thing I think like that's like you want to channel that but like now going through a whole year where I draft like as heavy as I have any other year I do start to see like some teams where like I could have been a little more like robust you know like a little could have built in a little but, bit more stability where i didn't you know necessarily yeah. need to push that edge a hundred percent but i got a question about the rookie thing what what percentile outcome is lawrence sucking wilson sucking we knew they were going to play jones we didn't know was really going to play for sure so you know there was outcomes where he didn't even play i guess uh fields playing but not being great and lance not really playing like because like part of it was that there mac so jones being perfectly and then mac jones yeah, the, mac jones being, the one guy we didn't understand at all <laughs> right yeah and fuck mac jones and then he's the only guy you want but like i feel like that was i, I feel like it was better than 50 percent that one of these rookies were gonna be oh yeah clear. and the fact that we're still seeing fields on some of these teams is i think a pretty decent indication we weren't that far off like he didn't have a good year at all but it still helped in some spots because yeah. the profile. But like I could have done more like teams like this, where like Burrow's a double digit pick, and then like two of those. Like like I could have done yeah. some three quarterback teams. That's that's what I was saying. I wish I had done more um, more elite quarterback with the rookie, or if I'm doing the rookie, throw on the third quarterback a little bit more. Kind of like you know what happened with Leone's team, where Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger, you need one score out of them. It's like you know. If, if, are we trying to hit home runs with every single pick? Because sometimes like, if you have home runs elsewhere on your roster, you're going to need those home runs somewhere. But like if you have the Cooper Cup and the JT and the Debo, then what you really need is singles at the right times from other, other parts of your roster. So I think I'm just going to be thinking through that a little bit more of like, you know, it's okay to take a single sometimes. Yeah. When you see the way the score is aligned, like – it's one of those things where like i hate to say like you do but like you kind of need to experience it and go through it and like you start to get a little you know you don't want to give in to just to be too results oriented but you do kind of see where it's like okay like thank god i had you know 
this, you know, covered here, or like you don't need to push the edges, I guess, like a hundred percent. Like you're better pushing off the edges a hundred percent than zero percent. And the and what I was referencing going too far with the rookie quarterbacks, like Lance's Lance and Fields ADP really got to a point where like we probably should have stopped drafting them. Yeah. And we were just like, nah. That, and, <laughs> yeah. that, and, that was, and then we were only going two. So which you kind of had to because of the price. Because so of the cost. That, yeah. That's right. exactly so, what I was just gonna say. That was that's my big takeaway with those. It was like we were taking on risk from guys where you would want them part of like super late three QB builds. And we were playing them as like locked in loaded, you know, mid tier <laughs> QB. <laughs> like well, that's Pat, too. Pat, you, a guy yeah. you really liked in that range where they got to, and I didn't want to take during some of our uh, main event drafts was Jalen hurts. And hurts is basically the exact same profile of what we were hoping for from field. Yeah. Family, that's except, he was clearly going to He was start. definitely going to start. Yeah, that's why I liked him. Yeah, because he's like, we we already got the start. So it's like you're taking, it seems like a lower upside pick in a way because you're, you know, you can't dream about him as much. But um, I don't know. I mean, in some ways it's a higher upside pick because like he's definitely going to start and you can use all those weeks. Um, so I also like to your point about hitting singles too, like <laughs> some of the boring running backs in like rounds 10 through 14 were like, pretty useful this year as far as like melvin gordon is kind of a leak on my game yeah like singletary a little bit like yeah i i had single p was all over singletary like like just that was the worst leak that gordon i ranked both those guys way below adp like yeah fournette was a leak really far because you i mean he catched he caught passes and he was cheap that's why I'm like, why would he was cheap? That's a it would have been fun to victory yeah. lap taking Fournette the year he was good too. If we, you know, we we faded him the year he sucked and then take him when he's good. That was that was a just like strategically that was a big leak. But like guys <laughs> that you know are gonna play, like Jack did a study for us, like like having some of those running backs mixed in. Like you don't want your whole five running backs to be dust balls just because they're playing. But yeah, when the cost comes down enough because everyone's chasing upside, I think like you know, having those types of guys helps instead of like a team of like, you know, four pure handcuffs or something. I got um, on Josh Jacobs actually uh, late because he was falling into like the sixth. Yeah. Like in that was, I mean, I, yeah. And, and, and you got ridiculed for that. Like if you took Jacobs in round six, but like that, that like, that's another one that's just like fine. Really the exact same profile that was going in the second round the year before. And actually, it was this guy. Uh, I'll give uh, Daniel Rax. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he like literally changed my mind on Twitter, which has never happened in the history of the app. So congratulations to you, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was like, he was just like, I think he he was. We started going back and forth, and I think he was DMing me about like why, like he's getting touches, like he's so cheap, like the opportunity cost is basically nothing. And I was like, you're right, I should draft him. Yeah. And it, what the one thing that it, to me, like with these guys we fall in love with or that we're not as into, say, like the boring Melvin Gordon types, is you can let the market dictate it for you. You know, like when Trey yeah, Lance yeah. is screaming up two rounds past where he was going, then it's like, I'm done. Like the, the risk yeah. is not baked in. Or if it's like Melvin Gordon's falling two rounds past ADP, I'm taking the guy. Like, you know, like just letting the market dictate that exposure for you, I think can can really help. Well, yeah, also like over the course so of the past. the months, right? Like I wasn't taking much Jamar Chase early on. And then once Jamar Chase, but like feeling gross about not having him. And then once he fell to the fifth, like 
I would have preferred, obviously, to take him in the sixth. If I, you know, but I knew that would never happen, so I just started hammering him in the fifth. Um, you know, because the year before, whatever, we were able to get CD Lamb in like the sixth and seventh. Uh, but like understanding that, you know, it's okay maybe to sit out a guy when he's super expensive, and then just you just hammer him later, or vice versa. You know, I wasn't touching guys like Josh Jacobs, even Miles Sanders. You know, but if then one of them falls like loading up a little bit at that point. I think um, that's going to be a big trend in 2021 or 22 as well. I mentioned that in a couple of past weeks when we've been talking about ADP. I think there's going to be a lot of movement next year, just based on the way that this year played out. Everyone kind of yeah. had their moment in the sun. So Pete, that's going to be a, you know, the point you just made about like letting the market dictate and everything over time. Like that's um, yeah. I don't know. I think that's going to be a big one. If, if you We're gonna believe have to that our... you're going to have opportunities is what I'm trying to say. We're gonna have to get our Kyle Pitts exposure early. I already see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In I also uh, good. I I was just gonna say, like recency bias and stuff like that. It that's never going away. Like even drafting these playoff best ball teams. Like as the probabilities change for these teams, where it's like Chargers were not getting drafted at all. They have that big win. Then everyone starts drafting them. Then they lose to the Texans, and now people aren't drafting them as much. Like the market is always going to overreact to those, those spikes. Yeah. Although like I, sometimes I feel like the market is on to stuff more than like the, the mature market. Like JT was never cheaper than right before the season. You know, yep. he was very expensive following last year because we were, we all had the talent in our minds. And then, you know, that was one that's like, it's tough to project. <laughs> That he's just going to be like the next LT. The guy to test that theory is going to be ETN. Robinson Achilles, mm. new coach, potential Lawrence second year stuff. I think by August, he's he's probably a, a fifth round pick at least. But I think there's a chance yeah, he's like where he could be an eighth, eighth or ninth round pick because yeah. he didn't play at all. But he might be a fifth round pick in January because people are going to think about the Robinson stuff and everything. So I, it'll be interesting to test that on, on – well, just to see how the market starts on him early. In the I think – I think the JT this year could be Javante in the sense of like, sure. If Melvin Gordon comes back or if they bring in someone else, like, you know, whatever running back kind of, you know, floats around, let's say Ronald Jones, you know, someone else goes there as a free agent and they're like, you have to project some rushing work to the other guy. Then I think his ADP might slip, but you're like, but here, but the sharper thing might just be to be like, this guy looks like an emerging star. I'm taking him in whatever he's going to start in. Let's say like, what do you think? Like the late second, third round? Javante? Yeah. Yeah, yeah round, round two at least. I think people. Yeah, I don't think he's going into round I mean, three. remember our 101 no, conversations after that Monday I, night football game? You think game? one? When I we mean, don't know. We don't know. Bananas the other day, Sean was making the case for top five. And so. Okay. All right. He, he all moves right. some markets sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think he's probably a late first rounder. We talked about him like Gibson as well after. Yeah, yeah, you know. and, yeah. That's and, probably and Taylor. Right. To your point, was a first rounder for most of the offseason, right? Yeah. Until I think late, the and then he was, in the was second. a little different. But how so? What's that, Leonie? I think Taylor's efficiency yeah. was, was just on a whole nother level. His prospect profile was on a little bit of a different level. He's offensive line we knew they would want to run the ball and like the people he was competing with were just not going to take work. But it's him. more like Gibson. No, but I, I'm not saying Javante's the next JT in terms of production. I'm saying that right. I think the market now might be sharper on JT than the market in August. Or yeah. September. 
No, oh, I got you. I, I got mean, Javante Williams. Might, yeah, yeah. I, I almost feel like like we like the market was like like almost a little too soft on JT, even as like back out of round. I don't know. It's easy to say that in hindsight because he crushed, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, got to shout out our guy Willis's team here. This is a super fun team, like very thin zero RB team with Singletary, Connor, AJ Dillon, Chuba, and Hines. He has, of course, the Ben Roethlisberger with Joe Burrow. He has that Boyd (laughs) Higgins that you needed. And then what's really unique here is he has a Waller Kelsey team. Wow. Uh, So if he could just happen to get, you know, Waller back. I um, think he just hit COVID though, didn't he? Did he? Oh, I think Yeah. Shit. Yeah, so I think he's auto out, unfortunately. Oh, is he vaccinated? Is... He's not auto out if he's vaccinated. I thought the five. Di- I thought it was five days, no matter what. No, that you can test out. You can test out okay. if you're vaccinated. So unvaxed is five days, no matter what. Vaxed is yeah. you could test out. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't I got... know if he is or not. All every you guys are all coming out of the woodwork uh, in the Discord uh, now with all of your teams here that I. Uh from the thread. So we'll, we'll grab a couple more of these from, uh, the ship chasing discord here. We have Shuby Dooby here in the, uh, I believe this is the puppy three. So this is one later in the year. And of course you do have the Jonathan Taylor anchor there. This is, this was a thing I've been talking about a lot this year with just not having the pass catching backs to buoy you as much, you know, a geo Bernard, James white, Tevin Coleman, Savan Ahmed. I mean, probably weeks he took zeros rb2 yeah yeah wow i mean no question week might be one of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) seven is tevin playing right now (laughs) seven's playing yeah 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 tevin's playing um let's see here we have uh our friend ir black this is in the uh the final 82 of the nfl best ball 300k flea flicker i guess he's in the finals of this one with uh tuttle haven't seen a lot of Lamar Jackson teams. No. That could be that could be fun. That's cool. That's with very Bateman. Cool. Bateman and right. Andrews there. And of this course he big... correlated it with Latavius. He knew. He's also got Stafford, so he's got he's got some big Rams, so. Baltimore. Look at all the LAR at Baltimore on that. Oh wow, game. yeah. You love that stack. Look at that. That's great. I mean, he must have stacked that up intentionally. Yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's beautiful. That is really nice. Wow, there. that's so nice. Um, all right, who else do we got here? This was uh Wu Tang Killer Bees here in Best Ball Mania 2. We have another Dalvin Cook anchor team here with AJ Dillon, Singletary. We have Hertz uh been carrying this team uh with Trevor Lawrence, the only other quarterback. Of course, it does have Andrews, AJ Brown, uh Keenan, who should be pretty unique. T. Higgins, Debo, Jacoby in a nice spot this week could be a differentiator. Um, Cordell Patterson, so Ooh, very nice the team CPAT. there. Yeah, what is your guys' take on CPAT heading into this weekend? Because he's kind of really cooled off. They Well, Ben probably, I didn't read Stealing Signals yet this week, but it seems like they've been just not using him in the passing game as much, and that's kind of, kind of just always hurts the floor-ceiling combination. Yeah. Yeah, somebody in my Discord asked me about him too and shared a, a quote that I think maybe it was from from you guys, Pat, from a blurb, but that Arthur Smith was talking about kind of shut, shutting him down essentially, like essentially like limiting his workload because he's a vet and that different guys are at different yeah. places at this point of the year. And um, 
he's basically like, can we, can we bench Patterson? I mean, my response was like, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, 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 without the receiving, there's not the same ceiling quite. He still has the obviously uh, obvious touchdown upside, but then um, the floor has always been a little risky with the way he's used. And even scoring last week, he didn't put up a big number. So I just think, you know, you, you have the low floor. You don't have quite as much ceiling without the receiving. And it's like, if you have bad other good options, like you can – bad matchup too. Oh, Buffalo. It's going to be like 50 to nothing, dude. <laughs> I haven't even looked at him, dude. I just finished dealing signals for the year last week, man. I'm checked out. I'm, I'm <laughs> building, I built a Lego set for four hours today with my six. I love it. it That's awesome. awesome. What set was it? It was the roller coaster set. Didn't know they made roller coasters. There's like yeah, a that's little cool. theme park. It was very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then it's like a functional little, what do they give you, little cars and stuff? You, you build a little cart and you put little oh, wheels awesome. on the bottom and it actually like skirts around it. It's not a big track, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Team Lion. Uh, one more here from our guy, Frank Duffy. Uh, we have a Josh Allen Tua team. Haven't seen much Tua. Taylor, AJ Dillon, Jamal Williams. There's my Damian Williams. Ooh, Justin Jackson on there propelling him Ooh. to the finals. That's fun. Uh, Diggs, Higgins, Samuel, Mike Dub, Rondell, Parker, Kirk, Van Jefferson. Gretch loves to see it. George Kittle and Cole Komet. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine taking that hard line of a stance on just a random no-name guy and having him just... just... Constantly yeah, hit for long touchdowns in your in your zero percent chance he would ever do anything. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I believe I said that he was going to max out 500, 600 yards with sort of my my real well, take, and I think he's well past that at this point. I love Gretch when you say, "Imagine taking that hard of a stance on a player." I'm like, that's basically all we did. That's all basically all the, all the, all the, the Justin Jackson one's fun to see because. Uh, I did that thing where I was like, I would fall in love with a, a right, like a scratch off lottery ticket running back for two weeks and then move on. Jackson was that guy for like two weeks for me. Yeah. I feel like that's Johnson. good though, Pat. Like you get the exposure, yeah. uh, fuck yeah. with the ADP a little bit and then get out, get up, move on to the next one and be diversified. That, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to like force myself. I'm going to like set a timer, like find a new guy, find a new guy. Cause like the, the hard part was like, I sometimes wouldn't have a guy and then I'd end up taking some old flames and then you're your exposure. <laughs> then you have a lot of Ramondre on your team. Pat's yeah, literally yeah, describing much. a pump and dump scheme for <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like tagging Pat. They're like, hey, I just got Ty Johnson's like, I've moved on to Ramondre. <laughs> <Yeah. idiot." laughs> um, let's see, there was a uh, one more that came in here uh from Josh Jenkins. This is a puppy three team. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. Ooh, we finally have a Rojo. Rojo. Oh, let's go. It's a let's Rojo. go. Rojo, Gus Edwards, rest in peace. Singletary, Alexander Madison, James White, rest in peace. I mean, this is down to Rojo and Singletary. That's not Hyper Rojo. That's just pure zero running back. <laughs> Isn't that Hyper Rojo? <laughs> no, Hyper Rojo, Hyper Rojo is hyper fragile, but you take, but you wait for your second or third running back to be Rojo. So it's yeah. like usually your third oh, wow. running back. You go, running, is- you go two running backs early, then Rojo. This is Anchor Rojo. Anchor Rojo. <laughs> yeah, this is Anchor. This is, this is a How awesome running back team. Would it be if Rojo ends up like winning these big tournaments? Um, <laughs> nah, that, I could take it or leave it. Can we? Well, talk did about we? Could you? Had no. <laughs> I could take it. Team we had- saw the hated tweet, right? Yeah. I, uh, I yeah. mean, Pat had the funniest reply. <laughs> I, I saw it right away. Like, I was minus 1500 to retweet this or something. 
when when Hayden put eruption spot here, he meant what was happening in Pat's pants. Uh, <laughs> and Hayden is very good at predicting the future. It, it is the nut spot for him, right? It's the Jets. I mean, like it's the true nut spot. It's like it couldn't be better. You know, maybe take it's like let Brady kind of rest that arm a bit heading into the playoffs, put it into Rojo's belly about 30 times uh, here <laughs> yeah, this week. They almost <laughs> did last week. So, <laughs> uh, the rest uh, of this team is Adams, man, Ridley that early have not seen a Ridley team get through Lockett, Cup, Odell. Wow. Uh, this team Debo, has Gus Edwards, James cow. White, Calvin Ridley and on a zero RB team that lost two running backs for the whole year. And Rojo didn't do a what lot is this either. in? What final is this? Puppy in? three. Puppy wow. three. Wow. But it has Adams, Cup, and Debo. And then Mark Dean Andrews, Andrews. carrying at tight end. I mean, so this is one of the ones we screwed up the ADP in. <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. This is us. For sure. <laughs> I don't know. He got Lockett and Cup in, in three, four. That's, well, yeah, that's it, nice. That's nice. Yeah. I was probably at the turn, though. So I guess that is kind of early. That is actually pretty early. Yeah. If it's that, you're right. Yeah. Well, I mean, of all these teams we looked at, I mean, if we can, it sounds like we have pretty decent shots of a, a ship chaser taking down one of these tournaments, I think, which is pretty cool. My what are you doing like, over there, Leon? My lights are all fucked up. There's like, I thought you're trying to give me a high five. Missing spot. Yeah, I thought, I thought this was like a celebration of the ship chasing success. Yeah, th- oh, good job, guys. Cratch. Hands in, everybody. Hands what are we- in. <laughs> There's no way three. you, you could One, blow an 80 point lead. I'll give you a high five. <laughs> okay, um, we're good to get Ben, you want a high five? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I did. No, nope, that's the wrong way. Like some of my hands gone. My hands Leone? deteriorated. It's no, like I'm not a look. real person. It's like I'm from Ghost Town. This is so dumb. Leona, we gotta high five you. Wrong. Joe. I'm high five. Uh, <laughs> how long can this go on it's, off the it's been a long season guys it's been a long season here uh this is a good comment by historical anomalies can we get gretch to grow back his mustache so he can do his mccaskey uh impression and fire nagy and pace in a couple weeks i will work on oh, it I'll yes on it. yes please, please. It'll, it'll take me a couple weeks to just shave before christmas but uh oh that's such a good suggestion Gretch, if you record a little thing as you uh, firing him, I'll, I'll put it together as a clip uh, and release uh, the, the Chicago ownership group. <laughs> letting, I mean, I'm telling it, like, you, it's going to be like after January 15th it. before I get this thing grown out, so they better wait to fire him a little bit. <laughs> We're oh, fired a coaching season, so. Any, any other wish list items you guys have uh, heading here? into uh week 17 it does truly feel surreal to have the matchups that i had like circled in a spreadsheet and was referencing all summer for my week 17 game stacks uh and now now those matchups are here i just gotta take down this ffpc league that's that's the 100k up top for the ffpc no no million but Congrats to Levitan, yeah. by the way. Took down 250K yeah. with a uh, awesome. certain running back that we, we like to draft around here. <laughs> Who? Yeah, so he had what? Justin Jackson, Rex, Burkhead, and... Rojo! That was another guy? Yeah, Rojo was on that team. I Is wonder if Silva will accept that team guy? from him. 
Uh, Levitan's a trying to make money guy. He he wants. Yeah, Levitan will is agnostic. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he's had some. Maybe some anti-Rojo takes at some point, but maybe that's wrong. Silva's pretty anti-Rojo. He's on a podcast with Silva, who is anti-Rojo. Levitan's also pretty diplomatic, so you know he's on a podcast with Silva. He's on a podcast with uh, you know back when I was over there. It wasn't he wasn't so anti-Rojo. You know, uh, Silva had a tweet today. He said <laughs> Unity uh, 2024 because he was quote tweeting the the clip Adam had from the solo pod about uh, a guy asking. It came up into his gym because he was wearing an Establish the Run shirt, you know, and he unironically was like, yeah, I agree. Teams need to establish the run more. And he asked Adam how he was supposed to handle it. And Adam was saying, this is a chance to bridge the divide. You know, you <laughs> let let two people agree that establishing the run is, is good. So, uh, you know. 2022 is all about unity, I guess. Um, should we uh, should we end on on that note here, uh, or any uh, anything else you guys want to get off your chest here? Just let the good vibes ride us into uh, week 17. What are we, what are we doing with our DFS million dollar entries? Are we going all in on our remaining best ball teams, or are we hedging them? Ooh, hedging our DFS teams with our so. Mm. What would that be for you, Mike? Would that be a Mark Andrews team? Yeah, it would have to be Mark Andrews for sure. No Kittle, fading. I mean, that's a pretty fun game to stack up. So, yeah. How do you, Mike? How do you rank? I I don't know if ETR has uh, your GPP scores, game scores out yet. But how do you rank? We don't even have our projections out yet. We're COVID. COVID puts us behind a day or two. (laughs) What's your the new COVID stuff is like? Oh man. Um, how would you rank those games for as far as like DFS fantasy shootout appeal? Because there's like four oh, or five man. legit ones that could pop off. Well, I think like Dallas, Arizona might be the best just because the pace is going to be so fast where like if they're able to be efficient, it could get real muddy, you know, just because they're going to yeah. run at such a fast pace that it could get super crazy. Um, gr- oh, yeah, Green Bay, Minnesota is not on the slate. Cause that's a pretty good one just because the concentration Cincinnati KC. Oh yeah. Me, that's the, that. The, yeah. Yeah. That one's that's one that could go like, like, I think you want Cincy jumping out or I mean, Kansas city jumping out to an early lead in that one. Cause they're going to throw kind of no matter what. And then just to keep pushing Cincy, who's just like, you just never know what Cincy's going to do. Since he's slow week. too. So they do need to be put. It's not just that they they tend to be run first; it's that they're slow as well. Yeah, it does seem like just looking at some of the early DFS projections that of all those quarterbacks in the in the shootouts that people do not feel good clicking Kyler these days. That that might be the guy. Then I feel like yeah. the Kansas City Cincy game is a little bit more of a trap. Like I'd rather be in on the Dallas Arizona game. We could play the guys that didn't do well last week. We could play Kyler. We could play Ceedee Lamb. I mean, you know what that game feels like to me, Leone? A little bit. It's like that um, that Steelers game that we talked about a while back. That's like if I think that game fails like a lot. Uh, the the Dallas game, but when it hits, it's gonna like really really hit. To your point about the pace, the two offenses pushing each other. Um, I'm pretty nervous about Dallas' defense, which I think is like really legit. Kyler's accuracy's yeah. been like way low since he returned from injury, but if if he's if he's right, it could be big. Yeah, and I think like Casey, since he could sneaky fail, and I'm I'm just assuming since he's going to have so much steam after last week, and then the fact that they're playing Casey, 
What about the, uh, I mean, the Rams, like they're going to be, they're pass first. Baltimore's like a huge pass funnel right now. They can't stop anyone. They've allowed the most, they're tied with the Jets for the most 15 plus yard passes allowed this season. I mean, you could go deep with Van Jefferson and OBJ. Like, I mean, you could, there could be a ton, a ton of passing points on the Rams this week. Yeah. And Michelle could see like what, 90% of the touches. Easy. Yeah. That Aker is going to play. I think they might like mix him in for a couple snaps, but the, the word was that um, if he gets, if he's active for three games this year, then he crews a season towards his NFL pension. So it's basically like, like a solid move by the Rams for activating him in the regular season. It seems like they're not really interested in applying him until the playoffs. Yeah. Don't want to let two left. Well, he was on the active roster last week. Oh, Oh, so 17 and 18 count. So he'll get the three. Got it. So Yeah, so he has 16 and 17, 18, yeah. Who is even their other running back on the Jake roster? Funk. Though? Yeah, Funk they brought up? Okay, yeah. He actually got a touch last week. I was confused. I saw his name in the box score. So he must have actually been active. Yeah, he yeah. went backwards. Yeah, I didn't, yeah he wants to be game day active, by the way. They, they just have to have him on the active roster. Acres, I mean. Right. I'm trying to see what ounce... Uh, can Davis Mills keep playing well and push San Fran at all? I don't know. We get some more Brandon Cooks magic. Probably not. Um, is Eli Mitchell going to be back? I thought uh, I saw he's he limited back. today. I think. Yeah. That's going to be a tough read. Like if he is active, like how to project that split just between fucking, him and Wilson? Just fucking playing Elijah Mitchell. We've we've just determined Kyle Shanahan loves him after what happened with the broken hand when we lost when I lost betting unders on his receiving when we've been over this but like the reports where he was gonna have the the club on his hand was the joke you were saying Peter like yeah and he just just played every down no matter what it's I'm I'm playing Elijah Mitchell if he's back what what is your yeah. take on uh, Debo if if Mitchell's back I I've been kind of on the I feel like people have overreacted to this like whole Odebo's running back. So now he's not getting the same targets thing. And like we saw last game, it's like, I don't know. I think Debo's stuff doesn't change like a whole ton. He's going to get a few less carries maybe, but. I kind of like the, the running back stuff if it's Lance, right? Cause it's like, yeah, you're taking some ceiling off, but you're getting a little more floor. I'm thinking maybe more season long stuff, not a GPP mindset, but yeah. Do we do we have any confirmation on who's going to be Baltimore quarterback this week? We're guessing Lamar right now. He got in a limited practice. I saw some video where he looked like he could barely walk, but um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's what I'm guessing right now. And he like, man, yeah, talk about quarterbacks with high ceilings that could not get played between him and Kyler. Yeah, yeah. be interesting. But Huntley's back off the COVID list, so. He'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that's going to be. And I'm also curious, like a whole other thing too is, you know, people got scared off of drafting Jonathan Taylor when Wentz, you know, was out at the beginning of the season. That was partly why his ADP dipped. Now you have Wentz out this week. No, Wentz will be back. Well, he'll, the new rules, he's probably going to be back. We think? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They said he's starting if he clears and he'll probably okay. clear because he just needs to. Like- <laughs> it's like, and to clear, it's like 
is the team going to report he has symptoms? That's exactly right. He doesn't need to test out. So it's they okay, decide if he has <laughs> symptoms. Yeah, he's, he's playing. There so, you go. Yeah. All right. Then we don't have to worry about Sam Ellinger handing off to uh to no, Carson thank, Wentz. Thank goodness. I mean, th- was the threat of Carson Wentz passing doing anything for Taylor anyway? I, I, yes. <laughs> I think I think so. Compared to, I mean, compared look to at Sam Ellinger, yeah. Look how bad it can get with like the, you know the Giants yeah. and you just see these, these offenses. Oh. Yeah, the Saints. It's it can get so much worse. Yeah, doing the projections and like having to see like kind of projecting overs on some of these quarterbacks and having to double check them because they're just breaking my model. They're so bad. Uh, yeah, it can it can. It's tough. And then you have someone like Davis Mills who's like you know, like put it together the last few weeks and it's like actually been semi-competent. But yeah, I mean, these quarterbacks that you just don't know on the range from like, they're either like at best, like mediocre or like at worst, like mega, mega bad. People yeah, were bet- indignant that that uh, people even burned a draft pick in Dynasty on Davis Mills and Superflex and he's going to end up being worth more than Trevor Lawrence in the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't say that. God. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny of like Davis Mills in my head. I just assume he's like a journeyman quarterback on his like eighth team on the second. Like I don't even think of him as a rookie. I know. Um, Ben, anything else on your wish list uh, for Week Seventeen? No, no sweats this week for me at all. I mean, we got the one completely locked up. Oh my god! So God damn it! Feeling feeling good. Uh, Really excited about. I'm really excited about the playoff contest that we'll be back on. Uh, you know, yeah, I am group, excited. Uh, the week after next, week after next. Yeah, week. one week at a time. Be in the present. Be in the present. I mean, I don't, I don't have any huge sweats. No, actually, Ben shouldn't be in the present because he keeps saying... trying to jinx our team. Please look at it. <laughs> no huge sweats. No twenty-eight thousand five hundred dollars on the line. Got what if, good. I swear to God, be better this right is close. Now. I'm just picturing like uh, one of Ben's uh, girls like tossing him a bottle of champagne right now. No, no, no. That was actually supposed to be for he next pops week. It. But... Yeah, he pops it right now. <laughs> it's all the bad karma. Oh. Um, I saw Silas said, yeah. So next week, the programming is, uh, yeah, we bring on the ship chaser uh, who takes down uh, one of these big prizes. And then as Gretch alluded to, uh, week 18 post week 18 we will we'll get our full programming schedule out to you guys we're going to probably n- firm that up uh next week but i think we're si- we're lining up for five straight days of ffpc shows yeah, yeah. playoffs just yeah. <laughs> yeah. when you said as gretch alluded to i thought you're gonna say i thought you're gonna take my side and say we'll be celebrating the nfc because you were so well, that would have been a nice oh, heel turn <laughs> it's it's gonna build to the friday night show with us four and dink uh where we we have drinks and we tell dink what we've been working on all week (laughs) and then he gives us the nut play and then and then we laugh (laughs) playing gronk okay okay between the gronk and juju okay i'm still pissed about juju thank god i had hassan in the comments on my side we got him on one team i think (laughs) um all right, guys. Uh, Leone, thank you uh, for joining us this evening. Good luck in the FFPC playoff best ball contest. Uh, Gretch, I was listening to you and Sean uh, over on Stealing Bananas today. You guys are still putting out some great episodes over there. Anything else you'd like to plug? Nope. Done with Stealing Signals for the year. No more of the weekly stuff. I'll be doing some off-season stuff. Uh, but, yeah, no, nothing else really. 
Pat, uh, big big walkthrough this week. I need your I need you dialed in. Need need to need to have the the good nuggets ready for DFS this week. I got some good nuggets out. on paper already. Big writing days tomorrow. Gonna be a good walkthrough. All right, nice. that's what we like to hear. Um, Leone, of course, will be uh, around doing the GPP content this week. Make sure that that is a part of your preparation. Uh, I will be back uh, tomorrow doing splash play. Karain's actually going to join us, Spags and I, 2.30 p.m. Uh, over on my channel. But good luck to everyone in Week 17. Truly uh, very fun seeing all of your sweats, all of your sick teams. Best of luck to you all. We will celebrate officially next week.